Coming soon to video cassette. Hey guys, it's the end of another long week, and your kids need to be entertained. What are you gonna do? You're gonna go straight to watching Pocahontas 2 Journey to a New World with your friends, Jimmy, Dan, and Audrey. With Breaking the Ball. Presented by the Supreme Resort. A Here's yeah. Up podcast. Nice. I think I got it all. You did. I think that's it. I love the new uh, theme song, Dan. Uh, uh, thank you, but I did not make it. It was made by our friend JR. Hold on. At, nice. uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, he He's a friend of ours on the Supreme Resort Facebook group. And out of no, nowhere, he just decided to make a new theme song for us. And in fact, this the theme song it was the uh, Easter egg on the previous episode. So oh. that's an explanation for what you just heard there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Easter the- eggs. It's not Easter. Um, July, 4th of July egg. June gloom egg. June gloom. (laughs) June gloom. I got you, June gloom egg. Zucchini. You know, Mm. it doesn't matter what we call them as long as they're great. (laughs) Mm. Ah, thanks, Tony the Tiger. (laughs) (laughs) I think he was beating Eeyore before. Probably. Pocahontas 2 Journey to a New World. Oh, yeah, we have to talk about that. Yes. Yes, we watched a movie. I liked it. <laughs> I I kind of liked it, too. I got to tell you, I watched that before I rewatched Pocahontas. So my what I think happens in the next episode or in the next movie uh, doesn't make sense because I forgot what happened in the end of Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, yeah, it was fine. I, I think it's interesting, the journey to the new world, because the new world historically was America, and mm-hmm. but from Pocahontas' perspective, England is the new world. Mm-hmm. Turning the tables. Mm-hmm. Flip oh wait, flop. spoilers! She goes to England. Oh hmm? my god, we gotta. Did you not watch it, Dan? Dan, what is this? <laughs> Scraping the ball. You want to start over? No, <laughs> not again. <laughs> well, um, this movie came out. In 1998, again, mm-hmm. Audrey and I were still eight you know, years old. Seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven or eight, depending. Um, I had probably broken a leg at this point. Mm, me too. It's mm. like a parallel life going on. Um, you broke a leg, Audrey? Yeah, I've broken both of my legs separately. Is this like a theater thing and somebody tried try to tell you good luck? <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and not on purpose, right? No, when when I did uh, first one, I think was skiing, <laughs> not on purpose, <laughs> just to prove a point. <laughs> the first one was skiing, and the second one was indoor soccer. Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. All I can think about is indoor skiing now. My friend, oh yeah, that exists in Dubai and mm-hmm. uh, Japan, I believe. New Jersey, some other places. I don't know. Skiing's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And breaking your leg is cool. Ah, that was I was going to launch into a story about um, Scooby Doo and the w- Zombie Island, <laughs> which is not a Disney property at not, all. Not yet, Mm-mm. but a really fun movie. Oh, and the Alien Invasion. I liked that one too. Scooby Doo and the Alien Invasion. Oh yes, Scooby Doo. Right. Got yeah. It. Anyway, okay. unrelated to what we're talking about today. Well, you know what is related to what we're talking about today. Yeah. I said I'd find a dance and I found it. 
1998 in the box office. Number 10 was Patch Adams. Number 9, Godzilla, one of many, many remakes of that movie. Number 8 was Deep Impact. Number 7 was Rush Hour. Number 6 was Dr. Doolittle. You know how much that money made? That money? How much that money made? How much money that the movie money movie money? How much how, how much movie money did that movie? 144 wow. million. Wow. It's insane. Waterboy, number five, A Bug's Life, number four, Ants somewhere in there, probably, but not <laughs> on the top ten. Uh, there's something about Mary with at number three with 176 point five million dollars. Uh, number two was Armageddon. Saving Private Ryan was number one, and also the inspiration for a certain pornographic movie called Saving Ryan's Private. It exists. <laughs> and let's see what else. We, oh, in uh, theme park news, or uh, timeline. Corporate tie-in. Yeah, we are Disney's bitches. Um, so this is in chronological order. The original Disneyland parking lot closed to make way for the Disneyland Resort expansion. Uh, the Magic Kingdom uh, Cinderella Castle it was decorated to look like a cake for the 25th anniversary celebration, and it was returned to normal, and everyone was very sad to see it go. No one got to eat it, though. Illuminations 98 opened at Epcot. Uh, construction began on the rock and roller coaster at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yeah, let's see if we can get some more construction over there soon. Disney's Animal Kingdom opened at Walt Disney World. The Enchanted Tiki Room, under new management, opened at the Magic Kingdom. There's some trends going on here. The new Tomorrowland opened up at Disneyland with the following new attractions. American Space Experience, closed. Astro Orbiter, open. Cosmic Waves, eh, maybe. Interventions, who knows. <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, very closed. And Rocket Rods, <laughs> the most closed ever. <laughs> <laughs> Animazement, the musical, began its run at Disney Disneyland's Fantasyland Theater. Submarine Voyage closed at Disneyland. It would reopen nearly nine years later <laughs> as the same thing with some special effects. Not to say it's not great. It's great. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride closed at the Magic Kingdom. Journey into Imagination closed at Epcot to, re- to be replaced by Journey into Your Imagination. That's right. Yours right there. Wow. Uh, featuring Eric Idle without Figment or Dreamfinder. Because <laughs> who needs them? Test Track begins soft openings at Epcot. And over at Disneyland, the sailing ship Columbia killed a person. What? what? Yeah. Hmm? There's a How? dark time. It's gruesome. Oh, like, no. Yeah. I won't ask you to go into detail, but I yeah. will look it up after this. So remember before we were talking, we were talking about Paul Pressler. Oh, um, I was just going to say this must yes. be the, the the Paul, the dark Brinsler area. <laughs> yes. The, this, the, we are knee deep in the dark Brinsler Pressler. Era. Oh no. Yes. Chrysler. Yes. <laughs> that too. Yes. Mary Chrysler's. So, Dan, I, I, did you say that the submarine voyage closed in 1998 and reopened in nine years later? Yeah. Well, remember that for Cinderella 3, a, a, a oh, twist in time, 2007, <laughs> it'll come back up. <laughs> oh, no. Is there a strange uh, tie-in? No, it's just that was nine years later that that opened. So, he can this in this news segment, he's updating us from the year and what happened. He'll be able to say yes. 
submarine voyage reopened as oh. Finding Nemo. Should I remember to? If there are if there are multiple uh, movies made that year, then I will continue going deeper into <laughs> details of what happened that year. Who knows what will be next? Uh, peanut butter history. Who knows? Uh, Cinderella Three Twist in Time, February two thousand seven. The next one is Little Mermaid. That's two thousand eight. Mm. So well, you'd be all right. I don't. That doesn't make me feel much. I'm not really like. I don't have strong feelings about either one of those properties. So I guess. <laughs> oh, you will. Cool. I. You think you will? You will. <laughs> I, I'm sure I will. Yeah, <laughs> Little Mermaid and Cinderella weren't my gig. Pocahontas mm. was absolutely my gig. I was so into the original. I. I liked this movie. I liked it. All right. Yeah. Well, so what did you think it was going to be about? Having known. Pocahontas so well and you loved it so much what was Pocahontas 2 Journey to a New World going to be about? Ah, I'm glad you asked. I thought it would be Pocahontas and John Smith spending a long time in a boat together mm-hmm. you know three six months however long it took to cross the Atlantic. Yeah the Atlantic Are you um, implying that they're on a fishing expedition? I'm not sure what you're implying by that, Dan. <laughs> I don't know either. I just wanted to say something. Stupid. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> you succeeded. Good job. Well, it worked. Um, I I wrote that Miko and Percy are the foils to John and Pocahontas. So where John and Pocahontas are like, you know, peas in a pod or something, or like Pocahontas is strong-willed and John is a free spirit, you know, uh, Miko and Percy are the opposites and only make their characters seem stronger. I just wanted to write the word foils because that was mm. a term I learned in humanities in eighth grade. Thanks, Miss Packer. Okay. Thanks, so it's You're a road welcome. trip. <laughs> <laughs> she sounded nothing like that. And well, yet it, time has passed. Yes. Well, okay. <laughs> um, so it's like a road trip style ensemble movie. So mm-hmm. the, the, the movie that comes to mind is the one with Robin Williams and the RV and mm, it's road trip. that. Yep. Yeah. It's road trip, but on the ocean blue. Well, she did take a long journey with a John. Yeah. So I guess that's <laughs> 28 points at least 28. for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those you, keeping score at home. So I just have some basic plot points that I was expecting. I made the mistake of, Looking at the Wikipedia entry for the actual Pocahontas before doing oh any of this. Boy, that's a big mistake. Don't do that to yourself because yeah, I just. Yeah. Tra- yeah. This is much needed dramaturgy, okay? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. a good, I, I'm happy that you did that. Because it just left me going, like, wh- why? What are they? What are, what are they doing? Why Where are they doing this? <laughs> yeah. So uh, this one seemed easy a makeover scene. Uh, she meets royalty, teaches people about corn, which I just really <laughs> thought would be great, okay. <laughs> and uh, introduces the Brits to environmentalism. Yeah. Yeah, kind of all that, right? Seriously. Kind of, not so much the last one, but I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think the only stretch I went is that she teaches people about corn. Which <laughs> well, she did in the first I one. I seen so badly. Yeah, I'm sure it happened while she was there. It wasn't. It just wasn't a major plot point. It was something that absolutely happened at some point at some time. Well, if you remember in the first Pocahontas, she taught John Smith about corn because he's there looking for gold and she 
and he described what gold looked like and she opened up a corn thing and this is as good as gold. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. animated as well as gold. I don't know. It was real pretty in the first movie. I it liked was. it. Yeah. I didn't care for the first movie. Uh, <sighs> take a hike. <laughs> but I think I think um I think it was that was my feeling was tied into a lot of like the garbage that was going on at the uh the parks cuz <laughs> you know I was a very uh, aware 8-year-old and uh, had it this reality is going to start falling apart a little bit Um, (laughs) whatever it's probably still got more legs to stand on than the (laughs) you'd be surprised reality um i just remember like at disneyland they had like colors of the wind nachos and i was just like "Mm, this is rough i want to i want to see the, the the nachos flying through the air like leaves. <laughs> I just it's such an obvious reference to gas that like I don't <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I, to me it was just to me it was just the most clear. Like, are you care? Are you set serious about this? Like, <laughs> there's there's a lot of problems with that. <laughs> what should we call it? I don't know. Nachos make you fly. Ah, colors of the wind. Nachos maybe. <laughs> uh. At least it's not the aromas of the wind. Yes. (laughs) Why not corn fritters or something? Like corn. I remember also just thinking like, you're going to make a Disney movie out of a a real person. Like, Mm -hmm. this is weird. Just everything about it seemed weird to me. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really think about the fact this is the first one that's actual like autobiographical or biographical, I should say. Um, How about Miko's Munchies? For the nachos. <laughs> no, Miko's oh mischievous munchies. You guys, I'm I'm totally remembering when I was a kid and went to Disneyland, I got Miko's signature and it was the highlight of my trip because oh. I loved Miko so much. I mm. would never have remembered that if it were not for this podcast and for this dumb movie. <gasps> <laughs> I, <think you> liked <laughs> it. I liked it. Jimmy, what did you think? Well, gonna, so I wrote this coming. before I rewatched the original, so it's not going to make any sense. Um, we left because I forgot John Smith went back to England. So anyway, um, we left Pocahontas and her newfound and newly enlightened love, John Smith, after they defeated the bad colonialists. We begin our tale slightly after we left off. Pokey, sorry, I just didn't want to write Pocahontas over and over again, so I called <laughs> Pokey. Mm. Is that okay? <laughs> I ended. I landed on Poca. <laughs> Okay, Polka. So. Polka and John are married, and she is pregnant. She is visiting with Grandmother Willow, who is giving her advice on motherhood and marriage. John needs to go back to England because the king has summoned him. Pregnant Polka comes with him, <laughs> and she discovers a whole new world to explore and try to get them to listen to the land. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did she take them on a long boat ride? That's right. Yeah, long boat ride to England. It's all coming together. <laughs> so yeah um but what actually happened are we ready to get into it not until we listen uh, to this years ago pocahontas took us on a breathtaking adventure in a disney motion picture classic now the adventure continues in a brand new world premiere movie coming only to video oh my journey to a new world <laughs> it's a new epic chapter i want to hear your like 1920s legacy. 
talky person do the narration of Embark on a fun-filled adventure in the new world of England. And fight for the future of her people. Fight for the future of her people. Unforgettable your favorite characters from the great new songs. Pocahontas, Journey to a New World. A brand new world premiere movie. Only on video. Summer 1998. Summer 1998. Mm. <laughs> so can we call them songs? Yeah, they were songs. They came in at good moments in the movie. They were much needed. We'll get but into it. they lasted it. like 60 seconds each. Uh, more of a, a stand longer. I don't know. I think that they were more. They were the right length. What are you talking about? They were short. Uh, hopefully, Dan can play some of them for us. Oh, I certainly can. Um, I I feel like a lot of things in this movie were more inconsequential than like bad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like totally. the, the the running the theory that I ended up developing. It's like early on was okay. A lot of the animators, uh, I would imagine, most of the an- animators are you know f- at least fairly educated people, and they've you know spent a great deal of time with their education and thinking like, yeah, I'm going to go work. I want to work at Disney. That's like the dream. And then they get the job at Disney. Like, yes. And then shortly around that time or after they're like, Hey, we're going to start making these straight to Disney, straight to video Disney sequels. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Well, well, I'm, I, I luckily I'm going to be animating, you know, the dragon's butt on Mulan or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have a, I'm not, that's not me. Mushu. That's someone else. And then like the, the day hits and they're like, Hey, so now's your chance to do full on character animation rather than just the butt, which is a weird move on our part. But, um, <laughs> so you're going to be doing uh Pocahontas too. Like, wait, uh, wait, why, why are you making Pocahontas too? What, doesn't Why? matter. They have a job and they did a great job. And this movie looks amazing. It looks really good. And after it looks fine, it, looks, it does look fine. After, I mean, compared to Belle's uh, Magical Worlds, it oh, is yeah. like it is the quality of the full movies. Yeah. I, I, again, I watched them back to back, the original Pocahontas and this one, and they're they're kind of the same quality. Pocahontas looks beautiful. Every character has like a reasonable, logical looking face. Their mm-hmm. eyes all meet, meet up like it, right. it, it's good. So l- let me ask you something. What's this movie about? <laughs> it's My Fair Lady with Pocahontas. <laughs> it is 100%. Yeah, yeah. My Fair Lady um, is the better uh, script, storyline, sure. whatever you want to say. It's just more interesting. Yeah, my uh, alternative title Besides uh, Pocahontas 2, The Crimes of Disney Walt, um, was going to be uh, Pocamalian. <laughs> One more time? Pocamalian, because Poke- Pygmalion is what uh, My Fair Lady is based on, so I call it Pocamalian. Wow. Mm-hmm. Some big brain stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Do you guys want to hear about what this movie actually ha- what happened in this movie? Yes, let's do it. It's been right. weird. <laughs> I think we're taking our time up in this this intro section. Indeed. You know? Uh, so we open with an aerial shot of a foggy town. Presumably. Atmosphere. Yes. Presumably <laughs> London, because <laughs> fog. 
In the attic of a tall building, a light is on. We see a man, presumably John Smith, charting some maps. Meanwhile, a gang of trespassers can be seen in the shadows behind him. These appear, yeah, these appear to be royal guards. They break in wielding swords. However, when they get in, instantly the lights are out and no man. He's gone. Swashbuckling. Yes. He's like Batman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're behind. They're outside. There's shadows in the window, and there's a light on inside. That's what's giving them shadow. Mm-hmm. And then they break in. The lights are off and the guy's not there. I don't, it's there's a lot of magic in this movie, by the way. Based on um, story. Yeah, so <laughs> they break in, he's gone. Suddenly the man jumps down behind the guards, and it is John Smith. <gasps> yeah. Bet your ass it is. And Gibson <laughs> is back, baby. Aw yeah. It's not Mel though. It's uh <laughs> it's his brother. Wait, he has a brother? He does. It's called yeah. his name is Donald Gibson, and he voices John Smith. Wow. It sounds does he also like voice his brother like yelling racist stuff at people? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and he's actually in Braveheart too, by the way. That's so cool. Yeah. So, uh, John Smith, you're under arrest for treason in Jamestown. Treason, he says. You must mm. mean Ratcliffe. Before they can arrest him, he jumps out of the window and runs along the rooftops and a chase ensues. Just well, like the start of The Matrix. Exactly. Oh, so cool. There's going to be a lot of lawsuits filed in this episode. <laughs> yeah, there sure will. <laughs> well, while hiding near a rooftop window, he is caught from behind by a guard. Cut to a lower shot of the same window, now closed. The guard is thrown out of the window, backwards off of the roof and falls to his likely full body paralysis or due to the medical knowledge of the time, most certainly death. <laughs> are you then just here, trying to i feel like you're trying to pick apart the continuity here uh not intentionally i was just writing down exactly what happened uh, i see okay no that's commentary fine. proceed yeah Thank it's you. fine uh, you know my so far i was watching this i was like okay i'm with you my i'm in it i feel like this you know i wasn't drawn nothing was calling my attention like hey this looks stupid or why did they do that no i just went like all in on I wrote down every story beat. <laughs> you're, you're amazing. I, I just remember watching this. and it, So this is entirely my brain not doing things the brain should do. Um, I thought that they did this. Well, wait, are we done with John Smith yet in, in this scene? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> and that, that's fine. I just, um, so my favorite part about John Smith is he has all the one-liners, right? So oh, he throws, so he throws a guy to his death. And then he says, thanks for dropping in. Mm. Okay, and yeah, then, that did stand out because it yeah. was like, he's dropping out, though. You know, like, yeah, exactly. wow, that could have been better. So then more guards come and he says, you guys care to join him? Mm-hmm. So, you know, threatening murder to more people. Uh, he, was, so then, he was Captain America and Winter Soldier for a little bit. Mel Gibson Wait. or Donald? No, no, I mean the character, John Smith. <laughs> he was yeah. like full on like... If you want to get out now. Yeah. Oh, like Spider-Man. Any any Marvel movie action hero with silly yeah. catchphrases. Yeah. Yeah. My understanding was Kevin Feige watched this movie and um, <laughs> the rest of this history. So, That's how I'm going to do it. That's right. So more rooftop, cha- rooftop chase and sword play. But now John is trapped. So he jumps off the roof onto another roof. He slips and then he falls and he catches himself on a ledge 
which by the way, guys, is the very ledge where a mysterious man says, the king prefers my story. It is mm. Radcliffe. So oh. was this the plan all along? Because he just happens to be on the ledge that John Smith accidentally lands on. <laughs> is this, was this part of an elaborate good, scheme? Very good planning on uh, his part. So okay. the dumb thing that my brain did for this is I thought, this is stupid that they're even including John Smith if they're going to kill him off, not realizing that a movie is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But the note that I put with that I'm very happy about is that he, John Smith in this movie is Valerie Har- Harper from the Hogan's. And I realized okay. that there's only <laughs> maybe two people that understand that reference. It's a good reference and I'm keeping it. Okay. So you're, you're suggesting that John Rolfe is Sandy Duncan. Yes, exactly. Got it. Uh, eight year olds <laughs> of the time should not know we, any of that. We all, <laughs> it was, I was on top of my TV and theme park game. <laughs> we all know John can swim. I'm not worried. I'm not worried at this point. I'm like, oh, he's just going to be gone for most of the movie. That's well, fine. So then Ratcliffe kicks John's hand and he falls to his death. The end. <laughs> no, wait. End he landed movie. in a moat. Uh, David Ogden stires his back, scraping mm. the ball. All star. Tied for third appearance. Can we get like an alarm bell for him or something? Boo, boo, boo. I'll I'll get something. Okay, great. Oh, thanks. Oh, you just heard it. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because you're going to get it and add it in later. So that wasn't my plan, but now it was. Now you have to. (laughs) Time travel. Now we're the ones standing on the ledge, and your hand is underneath our feet, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) So that is the end of the first scene, which was great. It was energetic. It was was. fast paced. It had it had mood. It had good. You know, it was it was snappy. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. left you wondering, right? Yeah, We're, I was on board. Pun really. intended. <laughs> <laughs> so we then cut to daytime, and Ratcliffe is now crying, lying about trying to save John's life rather than taking it to the king and queen. But the king wants him alive. The queen says that they need to wait or until they get the full story from either John Rolfe uh, and the Indian chief, right? Ratcliffe says that he will just bring more treacherous or no treasonous lies. And the king allows him to prepare the armada for war. Mm. Men. Yeah. Oh, there's a moment where the queen gives him a side eye (laughs) later. Yes. She was my, she was, she was a queen. She queened it. Yes. Queen slay. Yes, they do. Uh, Cut to a CG boat (laughs) flying the British flag. CG only works. On inanimate objects. It's I'm true. Gonna, yeah. Uh, so it's oh, flying the British yeah. flag. Yes, Dan. No, just the CG on some of these things. Where mm-hmm. this is a very CG no. boat. As so long it's, as it's not Maestro. Maestro. No. Ugh. Yeah, it's definitely better than Maestro. Mm. Uh, it sails across the sea, and then we get opening credits. And then I wrote, oh, crap, there's another hour and 13 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> Walt Disney Television Studios presents. Yeah, we just yeah. got the opening credits. Yeah. That was fine. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it was cool. It was like, oh, it's cinematic. Yeah. 
That is true. Great. Yeah. Uh, I feel I'm, like this is going to be a difficult episode for I'm me. I'm grinning <laughs> ear to ear. I'm happy as a clam. This is this is a good movie. And this is about the time your sister called. <laughs> she did not. She was supposed to call me back this afternoon. She didn't. Hmm. What the heck? Hope she doesn't listen to this. Uh, so it's now winter, and we're presumably back in America, where there on is the a pack- coast. Yeah, on the east coast, where it's really, really cold. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very cold. Assume Eastern Virginia. Yeah. There's a parade of Native American women carrying baskets with various goods on their heads. Uh, and I liked that they were speaking Native American. Did you notice that? There's a lot of that yeah, in this movie. That was perfect. Yeah. So then Miko, oh, Miko. And mm-hmm. yeah. So he jumps onto <laughs> Nakoma's basket. Remember, Nakoma was uh, Pokey's best friend. And he starts eating the fruit. She chases after Miko and gets hit in the head with a snowball from thrown joyously by Pocahontas. She ah, is very happy about this. Yeah. This is what I really like about Pocahontas and Pocahontas 2 is that Pocahontas has friends and she has like a cool girlfriend and mm-hmm. that made me happy. They talk about stuff too that uh, I think it actually does have something to do with a guy in the first movie. In the first, but yeah. I I don't know if it's too early to say Journey to a New World does pass the Bechdel test. Ooh. We'll get to it. I do have I do have questions about that. So yes. there's a snowball fight, which results in them sliding down the snow-covered hill. Nakoma is terrified, and Pocahontas is overjoyed. She Ooh. is very happy about all of this. So they crash land, and Pokey finds a compass, or the, the compass that John Smith had given her. And that makes her very sad. So there's very sharp contrast between her joy of throwing snowballs and going down a hill and now she's incredibly sad because it reminds her of John Smith. And Nakoma yeah. comforts her and says, much time has passed since the news of John Smith's passing. It's hard to say goodbye. So far, failing the Bechdel test. Yeah. yeah. Right? She is there, though. She's helping her girlfriend grieve. She's like, I don't know. She's cool. Okay. And the one thing that I really was fixated on is, is Nakoma giving dog treats to the animals to like the actual dog treats they look like dog like, biscuits yes yeah they get them from new virginia the colony okay <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm realizing yeah. is my uh my idea of this second movie was also missing the fact that john smith had already returned to england mm-hmm. i'm just now getting that yeah. So there's a lot of animal hijinks in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh boy, are there? Yeah. And Bones, uh, Nakoma through the animals. And Miko's a dick. <laughs> he <laughs> totally a- withholds a biscuit from the dog. He's a little bastard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the dog's like. The I dog had some that. character development in the original movie. The dog mm-hmm. started off as a little, a little Ponzi ass. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those little yappy dogs that like mm-hmm. probably bites people too much. A pug, yeah. It's a pug, yeah. No. Um, but in you know, at the end of that first movie, he he has kind of a he has character growth, and now I assume he's just a little bit more chill. Pun intended. And there's autumn le- leaves blowing in the winter. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, is Flit a hummingbird? Yes. Okay, so Flit comes in and explains uh, non-verbally to the other two that Pocahontas is sad. Cut to Pocahontas sitting alone. The animals join her and she sings, where do I go from here? It just, it was perfectly timed for her to start singing. I agree. It was time for a song. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) This is it. What? (laughs) No. Tell 
Okan is a Jimmy Q. Where do I go from here? saying this is the criticism necessarily the choice of using an electric bass on this track is like delightful like it reminds me of actually like a a Barry Manilow song it's it's kind of electric based usually pisses me off I don't know what it is about it but it sounds so stupid it's like you know it's got that really strange envelope yeah, people uh, people who listen who are familiar with my musical taste know that I love this soft rock bullshit. Like, <laughs> I know it's terrible, but I love it. And so when I heard that electric bass, my ears perked up. I'm like, oh, is Barbara Streisand here? <laughs> she sounds good. Her singing is really nice. I think she's got good, like, I don't know, she has a good voice. She's, this is so relatable though like she's at a turning point in her life and she doesn't have any direction right now and she needs to find a new john a new john maybe <laughs> Sorry, i don't i just i don't have the war the the warm feelings for this franchise that i think you two did to yeah you two yeah. do oh, that's uh, fine. I, I have warm feelings i when i worked at disneyland paris was in 90 Seven, and mm. they had a lot of Pocahontas. They had a stage show. I watched it all the time. It was wonderful. You guys were seven, <laughs> right? But yeah, I think I saw this. I think I saw the original movie like once in the theater, and I kind of hate watched it because I was like, <laughs> like I was upset about. I was upset about a lot of things at that. I was a very mm. angry eight year old. Uh. Um, <laughs> And woke. I almost. Oh my god! I almost forgot that you weren't actually eight for a second. <laughs> I was like, he was eight years old in the theater watching this on his own. <laughs> All by. That's why I was angry. So mature. And then earlier, you were talking about being eight years old and <laughs> having strong feelings about the submarine ride or something. Don't, don't ruin the magic. <laughs> I'm keeping um, this in. So um, Dan is talking about when he watched Pocahontas. This is Pocahontas 2, which was straight to video, was not in the theater. So there's no way mm. he could have watched it when he was eight in the theater. Oh, so exactly. you're saying you hate watched this movie. No, no, no the, the original. And okay. I think, I mean, Jimmy, you actually knew me at that time a little bit. And I was not the most pleasant cheerful person so um no no we'll tell the story later (laughs) (laughs) we were not friends (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh so i think that that a lot of my response to this is colored by my introduction and all the pressler crap like it's just i wasn't having good feelings about the disney company in general when i saw the first one and i think that that has carried over into like my feeling towards I think I think I placed a lot of that into like the movies that were released around this time and I think that that has then carried over to this movie if I'm being really fair about my reaction mm-hmm. to it cuz it's good. not yeah, that's terrible fair. but mm-hmm. my feeling watching it was like this isn't even a movie mm. right but it, it, I could be it it could just be me 
bringing my own garbage to it. Yeah. We um, all bring something. We do. Uh, so while she's singing that song, by the way, there's some borrowed themes in that one too. Oh I yeah. It's Sondheim. It was definitely. Yeah. I thought of Sondheim too. The other thing I thought was like, oh, this is, this is like Mulan's who I am and who am mm. I? Mm-hmm. Who's that girl I see? I don't know the name of the song, but you get make it. a man out of you. It, Not wait. that one. <laughs> uh, no, the first one then, she sings, the "Who Am I" song. Was it just around the snowbank? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, seriously, though, so she's looking. Yeah, she's looking for a new direction in her life. She's aimless. Compass right. Well, she's list. sad about this guy that she loved and it's kind of the one she wasn't betrothed to him. They they kind of found each other and she finds out he's dead and she's really mm-hmm. sad about it. And it's like, well, now what do I do? Right. She's kind of torn between two she, worlds. She has a dad, so she's not without a male figure in her life. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she well, was just she's chasing that feeling she had meeting John Smith for the first time, mm-hmm. which was probably very emotional. And it was. Lots of chemistry. Yeah. There. And it was different, right? He's different. Yeah. He he could teach her new things. She could teach him new things. It's a special relationship that never mm-hmm. actually happened. Um, so while she's singing the song, the wind blows leaves, the fall she's leaves a, in the winter to she's show a her. She's a seeker. She's yes, seeking. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, they show her the shadows of things that she's listening to. That's what happens in the song. And then just then, in the distance, a ship appears. Now, the mm-hmm. settlers receive the ship, and Pocahontas joins them. And this this ship, I think, is done by the animators of VeggieTales. <laughs> I, I thought I saw a cucumber in there. <laughs> Barbara Manatee. <laughs> That's a little VeggieTales song. Thank you. You have yeah. that queued up, Dan? Uh, <laughs> no, but I think I know what's going to be part of our Easter egg this time. Mm-hmm. Oh, or watermelon where pee. is my hairbrush? <laughs> So let me paint the scene for those of you who haven't seen this recently and you're listening to this. So we kind of cut to the settler to Jamestown, right? And so this ship comes in, the Jamestown expedition people are are going to greet the ship. And then in the trees behind them, just kind of up the hill, the natives are all dressed and they're kind of painted to look like the trees. They blend in. I was kind of spiffy. Yeah. So then the the drawbridge or whatever comes down off the ship and a man on a horse who is clearly very important because people are bowing to him or whatever. He gets off the ship and then there's this local fat dude. Maybe <laughs> fat's unnecessary. Sorry. A local man hits Pocahontas in the face with his bag and then he walks away and then he turns back and he says to her, filthy barbarian. Now what watching this movie, sh- yeah, watching this movie set before we formed a country and thinking of how much we have grown as a nation. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. It was very poignant. Yeah. So, from, a, from a female perspective, the womanly perspective, mm-hmm. when the man hit her bag, it was just, it kind of put me in a place where I was like, oh, it's one of those moments where I bump into someone or someone bumps into me and then I'm the one who apologizes to him. Mm-hmm. Like my space is less important than his space. And right. I don't know why I'm doing this voice, but <laughs> that's where I was like, oh my God, girl, I've been there. I've been in that moment where you were clearly not at fault. It was that dick's fault for hitting you Mm -hmm. and then ugh. 
Well, so, you know, I, I calls her a barbarian and, you know, don't you think we should mm. be proud of ourselves as we've grown as a nation? Because we've come up with so many other racial slurs since then. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so more it's animal guilty. There's a lot of guilt time. going on. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. We're recording this on uh, May 31st, 2020. <laughs> if that means anything to you, then that means you're paying attention. Yes. So all of this will make you laugh and make you cry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it should. Um, animal hijinks that causes the man, that same man, or the man on the horse to be thrown and the Let's horse runs about, up. Sorry. I just wanted to point out that his color scheme is on point. <laughs> I love the the reds, the warm tones. Mm-hmm. The, yep. Oh, the red hair. Like the first movie, I thought John Smith was the thing. I thought, oh, those blonde hair. Yeah. Fat blue eyes. Um, yeah, new John Smith is dreamy. New John right? is oof. But it's just brown haired John Smith, right? It's basically pretty the same much, character. yeah, same character. Yeah, and John Rolfe, which we'll find out, is voiced by Mel Gibson's. <laughs> uh, all right, so hold on, um, real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this real quick. So, animal hijinks. The horse gets spooked, throws the guy that's that's dreamy uh and the horse runs off he got spooked by the animals and then he's about to get he's about to run into the the racist guy and pocahontas then pushes the man out of the way to prevent him from being trampled by the horse right and Mm. then he calls her a bloody savage hey he progressed uh and raises a hand to hit her now just then the natives run toward them from the trees and the fort guards raise their guns there's a standoff between the natives and the settlers and Pocahontas runs between them and yells, stop. Just then the man from the horse joins her and calls for them to stop. Now this is what I want to get into because there, there's a twinkly smile and brown haired John Smith uh, says he took care of it. You're welcome. Ugh. And he and he and Pokey have a little spat. Um, She's he doesn't throw in sass to him. Right. Yeah, he doesn't understand why she isn't grateful and she doesn't think he should have gotten involved. So he doesn't understand women, right? <laughs> the man from the horse is John Rolfe and he is voiced by Billy Zane. Mm-hmm. The so guy what- from Titanic. Mm-hmm. And from Twin Peaks for the three of you who oh, actually yeah. watched that show. Oh, yeah, you watched that. I yeah. watched it. I'm starting yeah. it again, actually. Mm, I sense a fifth podcast in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, from Heart and Souls. And the Phantom. The Phantom, that's right. (laughs) What was the one with Marissa Tomei and uh, uh, was it Robert Downey? No, it was. uh, Honey, I shrunk the audience. Forget it. She goes to Italy. Never mind. (laughs) And Billy's Under the Tuscan sun. No. Stella gets her groove back. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mama Mia. <laughs> here I go again. I'm going to look it up now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> My wife's, what's she doing in Italy? Uh, My cousin Vinny. <laughs> Close. Herbie goes bananas. <laughs> I was supposed to look up something after this, too. It was the accident at Disney Parks. What was that? I'm just going to read Oh, the Columbia. The Columbia. Okay, thanks. While they're looking things up, I just want to say <laughs> that it's very nice to have everyone listening on this podcast journey. Yeah. Um, I, I think you're all great. You're you're dressed very nicely. 
Um, oh, Back to the Future Part 2 and 3, by the way. You smell nice. All three of them. I think Thank he's in you. all three. Oh, he's them. I mean, I, Dan, I'm sure you smell nice, too. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you smell like right now. I haven't bathed in a while. I smell like a turkey sandwich that should have been a pastrami. <laughs> but so Billy Zane's in, he's in Biff's gang. I got my order mixed up, okay? I, the, the thing on the bag said pastrami. I opened the bag. It was turkey uh, on the inside. I know. I'm just imagining this existential sandwich. It's like, <laughs> I should have been pastrami. Pastrami is the better meat. Pastrami is much it more is. delicious. I agree. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, Jimmy, so Billy Zane. Can, so yeah. Billy Zane. So he's, a, he's in Biff's gang in Back to the Future. At least oh two and three. Might have been all three of them. Um, he's also in Zoo, Zoolander, of course. And I can't find the other one, so it'll happen later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's been in a lot of snuff, is the thing. But He has been in, in, in a lot of snuff, but none of it has been published. Haven't we all? Haven't we all? Haven't we all? Uh, all right. So we cut to night where we are enjoying a powwow and having fun mm-hmm. with the tribe. Then John Rolfe interrupts with on his horse. And it turns Ugh. out the horse is a gift for Pocahontas. John well, Rolfe. This is the chief, right? Yes, he yeah, does. Yeah. So he doesn't understand why this girl is trying to take the horse because, you know, she's a girl. She doesn't deserve anything. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's here to bring the the chief back to England for an audience with the king. And then the chief's like, well, why doesn't he come to see me? And that's a perfect, perfectly reasonable thing to wonder. Exactly. As he should. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they're like, you know, they just want our land. And Pocahontas says, you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> then she They go. don't know that. Okay. Yeah. It- yeah. Go ahead. No, that's it. That was the point. I, I, I guess I wanted to call out the fact that John Rolfe just kind of invites himself to a party, which is so rude. Yeah, totally. What a little twat. And it wasn't just excuse me. It was like he just rides his horse all up in the Hi, middle of it. Hey, I'm Hi. here. <laughs> I'm here now. <laughs> yeah. Please congratulate uh, me. Uh, like, I so, wish I had that kind of confidence in my mm-hmm. life. Well, I suppose. Maybe not you're... all the time. Would we refer to that as BDE? Oh, absolutely. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, I know what that means. I know what that means. Great. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh, boy. So she, uh, so Pocahontas decides to go, right? And yeah. it's because somebody has to and because of the title of the movie. Right. Um, well, not before she uh, talks to Mother Willow, who tells her to listen to the spirit within. No, and- you're getting ahead of yourself, my friend. Oh, no. Re- okay. Yep. Uh, so John Rolfe does not think that a girl can handle the task. He's wrong. But it is agreed. Yep, exactly. It is agreed that Pokey will go. <laughs> okay. So then we cut to Grandmother Willow, who, mm-hmm. who knows Pokey is concerned about making the journey. So it's time to listen to your heart. 
Only the spirit within will guide you. Yeah, you got to listen to that. She tries to listen, but it's distracted by all the animal noises. It is meditation not is hard. I really, I speaking of Twin Peaks, I really, really, I like half expected this weird trippy David Lynch sequence. Like, <laughs> <laughs> David Lynch doing a cartoon movie with, or an animated movie was so I want, incredible. Oh, now. <laughs> Like she goes into a painting and then. <laughs> oh, wow. I think it might be pretty unintelligible. Oh, I hope so. You mean like that <laughs> aha video? Maybe a little bit like that. <laughs> okay, now I want David Lynch to direct music okay. videos, um, which he probably has. He probably has. And uh, I also right. like, I, I kind of halfway wanted Mother Willow to like it, have it be like a Superman 2 sequence where he loses his powers and be like, well, you have to step into the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, We're Dan, going to take all of your nature powers from you. She doesn't your, have them. Your grandmother yeah. voice is sounding a little like a salty like voice. Like your old teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I really only have like four in me. That's fine. They okay. crack me up. Old ladies. <laughs> um, okay. The next ne- the next day, the ship's being loaded. Okay. So Chief tells Uta Matomakan. I'm going to call him Uta. Yes. Thank you. Uta is his name. I apologize. Played by Brad Garrett, by the way. So he's being sent to look over, uh, you know, watch over Pocahontas during the journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chief is voiced by Jim Cummings, which is an interesting fact because in the first movie, Jim Cummings was his singing voice, but not his speaking voice. Oh. Mm. Jim Cummings, famously Winnie the Pooh, Tony the T- – no, Tigger, sorry. Wow. Uh, he does a lot of voices. Look it up. Is he – did you check his uh, status as a – Scraping the ball. Star? I did not, but he's got to be up there. He's probably at the top of the list because he's in Let's everything. Get- Arms in here. <laughs> <laughs> He's also King James in this film, by the way. Wow. Yeah. And you would just never know. It doesn't, doesn't sound like it. And he's also the guy at the beginning of Illuminations, but that's a story for another show. Okay. Yeah, you know, uh, when you're when you're a really good voice artist, like uh, you know, I've been trained to be Stephen Bloom. You really like you really want to make sure that you differentiate the different voices that you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Oh, like, you is know. that my eighth grade teacher, <laughs> yes, Miss Packer, right. right. or Grandma <laughs> Willow, right. or is or it the Sultan? Sultan? Yeah. Or yeah, is it? Okay. <laughs> They're all so different. Yeah. It's, it's about the subtleties. It's all about the subtleties. <laughs> <laughs> I can make, I can imitate any sound. I can make it sound like a lady trying to feed Josh Pye on Dan Hates the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> uh, cross promotion. Okay, so Miko Miko tries to stow away, but he gets left behind. Right? Oh. Yep. So we have some tearful goodbyes. The ship sets sail, and then we cut to the depths of the ship, where it turns out Flit has stowed away. And then Percy's drunk in a vat of rum. Why is the rum gone? <laughs> <laughs> Why is the rum always gone? So yeah, Percy gets drunk, and then the Miko's in a bucket, oh, and, he, and he's real seasick. He's so cute and green. Yeah, he is green. <laughs> Miko's so adorable. Mm-hmm. So, and he's also a little mm, bleep. I like Miko so much because he 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 like calls up to my mischievous side. Mm. Mm. Uh 
I do. I have done a very small amount of clowning as a part of my continuing improv mm-hmm. lifestyle thing, whatever you want to call it. And I found that my clown is very mischievous. And now I'm just putting those two together. Huh, Miko, I liked Miko so much as a kid because he was just a little rascal. He's the I avatar for your clown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, the animals. Um, okay, so the bucket. So Miko's in the bucket, and that bucket's being used now to swap the deck. And so hijinks at sea. Yay. Yeah. And the animals find Pocahontas, and the captain will have none of it. He says, it's either you take the trip down below or in the brig. And then brown-haired John Smith says, sorry, John Rolfe, intervenes. And Pocahontas is surprised he would do that. He explained that she is the envoy and he is sworn to protect her. Maybe not a bad guy after all. Dreamy stares. Some dreamy stares. loyal to the king. True. Who is worth? Yeah. Cut two. A passage of time montage with the ship moving way too slow. <laughs> and then land ho. It's a, it's a rowboat. It's just sitting on the screen as <laughs> the seasons change or whatever. It was nice. No, it, it worked fine. I liked the pacing. Okay. It moved perfect speed. <laughs> uh, yes, it did. Then land ho. And so Pocahontas is on the bow of a ship, right? Which... I don't know if that's fitting or not, but um, she, she's on the bow of a ship heading for a new land. Sorry, I've got Hamilton in my head. <laughs> on the bow oh. of a ship heading for a new <laughs> land, a new world to uh, be a new girl. Um, not giving away my <clears throat> shot. Yep. It's foggy, so, you know, it must be London. Atmosphere. Uh-huh. <laughs> so then when passersby <laughs> see her, they are shocked. Mm. What? Welcome to London. A carriage little greets town, them. Little quiet. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh <laughs> I, I have it. I have it ready. Yeah. Yep. So I just, yeah. I can't, there's certain things that happen in life where I kind of, I have to stop and think, is I, am I living through an episode of The Simpsons? And I felt like this, this, this musical number is like it's a parody of itself in a way. Yeah, it is. It's totally. And I think a lot of good musicals realize that, and when they embrace the parody, they like amp it up so much that it becomes even more entertaining. Right, like Book of Mormon musical. Um, so what are they in London? So they, now everybody's just like shocked and amazed by everything. You know, like she's shocked by everything she sees. They're shocked by her. Because she, they just everything's so different, right? So, and by the way, Dan, this song is called "What a Day in London." Mm-hmm. I have not once in any of these movies looked up the title of the song, but I've been right one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. Just by listening to the, because it's just they're so poorly written. It's just like this song. Oh, they said "What a Day in London" to start the bridge and start the chorus, and that's the name of the song. What a day in London! All the meat, all the meat pies have people in them. <laughs> Mixing musicals, more Sondheim Don't go references. to a barber's place. <laughs> in the next scene, they go down Fleet Street. <laughs> <It's a joke. laughs> so, a foul smell in the air. 
Ah. That's, I think, a line from that musical, right, sort of. guys? Okay. Mm, close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the closing, the outro will be the entire Sweeney Todd soundtrack. Brace yourself. <laughs> Sung by the two of you. Um Okay, so the song ends, and there, then there's a carriage that rushes through. It's Ratcliffe. Okay, he shows Ugh. John and Pocahontas the signed declaration of war by the king. Ugh. Yeah. Now Pocahontas is upset. So John said that he was sent to collect her for testimony, but there's also a war declaration, and Pocahontas says that can't, they can't both be true. Reasonable, logical. She's the best. Yep. Hashtag conflict. Okay. <laughs> so now it's evening, and John and a crew. And that's uh, Pocahontas and the animals and, and Uda. Uh, they arrive at a stately manor where he meets. We meet Mrs. Jenkins. Now, Ugh. if this woman is not trying to be Angela Lansbury, I just they they I'm convinced that they wanted Angela Lansbury so bad they couldn't get her, so they got Jean Stapleton to uh, come in and do her best, Angela. That is my. I theory. really like this character. I was just so confused because the first thing she does when she sees. John Rolfe is smooch him directly on the lips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this his I, grandmother? It's a housekeeper. I don't know. That's a pretty, that's an intimate, well, I don't know if it's intimate, but it was just straight on the lips. Yeah. Well, then maybe that's just part of the, the, the arrangement they have, you know, it's like, okay. all right. In exchange maybe for housekeeping, you take, yeah. you do some housekeeping well, for me. You know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's a, a win-win kind of thing. It's like, Hey, <laughs> They are the only two people in the house, presumably, here. We yeah, I mean, not the way I, I can pay for these cleaning services. Yeah, I mean, look, we don't know about, like, the animation. Animation is a terrible translator, so maybe she's like a, a, a cougar or something, you know, like a straight-up mountain lion. Animation mm. is a terrible translator? I don't know. I sure. just wanted to get to that joke. Oh. Oh, good job. Uh, you got the there. cougar joke. You got there. Yeah, it wasn't that I, good. I'm going to edit like, it out. Okay. I like, <laughs> thinking, I like thinking of animation as, as choreography or a dance. Like the way something is animated is so – the movement is so graceful mm-hmm. in such a crazy way. I love watching it. That's that's just my two it's cents. A, it's a very I was actually analogy. I was actually thrilled when I learned that it was Gene Stapleton. Mm-hmm. Um, and – I I agree sort of with what you're saying about it, her sounding like Angela Lansbury, but that's also just Gene Stapleton doing that accent, that accent, I think. Could be. And maybe I'm wrong, but it sounded a lot like it. Yeah. I don't doubt that she was probably cast because of that, but I don't think that she was aware of that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think it was her doing, uh, okay. you, know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah, you don't think it was intentional. Got it. Right. Uh, but it succeeded. So um, <laughs> the so she's the housekeeper, and the Jenkinses have been with the Rolfs for ages, right? So this is mm-hmm. a long legacy of this uh, partnership. Uh, <laughs> so then John leaves alone to see the king. But Pocahontas, of course, wants to go. That's why she's here. And John swears that he will get her an audience with the king. It is his oath as a gentleman. And then Pocahontas still protests. And Mrs. Jenkins says, my dear... He gave you his word as a gentleman. You can stake mm-hmm. your life on that. I wonder if this will come into question later. <laughs> no, no, no. Why would it? Mm-hmm. She 
Pocahontas hasn't done a whole lot, and she's been very she's been very polite. You know, she's That's listening true. to instruction. She's just being diplomatic. I don't know. Yeah. I also want to point out that the reason people are so shocked to see Pocahontas is that this is 1600s England. Uh, like mm-hmm. you show an ankle and you're, you know, forbidden, right? And mm-hmm. Pocahontas shows up in her traditional garb. She's like knee down showing, shoulder showing, all arms. Like she's Hair practically naked. Hair completely down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? Running around that, in her unders. Under ruse. Wow, underwear. All it's of the above. But that will come up later. I wanted to point it out. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to the palace where Rolf is begging to meet, uh, yeah, begging the king to meet with Pocahontas, right? And the king says, I said the chief and no one else. And then John says, but she is royalty, the princess of a great chief. And the king says, you brought a woman? Mm. <laughs> and then like the, the hardest side eye from the queen. Yeah. <laughs> like, Bitch, what? I think she was my favorite character in this. I totally. The queen, the queen was awesome. Yeah. She yeah. had four yeah, words, cool. but. Four um, very important and powerful words. That's right. So now Radcliffe has a plan, okay? He He's meets like, with Igor from uh, totally. Young Frankenstein. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he decides that she, he should be in, or Pocahontas should be invited to the hunt ball. A ball. A ball. She's going to the ball. <laughs> and if she is not as savagely as you say, she should fit right in, right? And the king agrees. And there's some chess metaphors. Oh, and by the way, why are there giant chess pieces and little <laughs> people playing chess? Like, That's a wizard's chess. Totally. <laughs> exactly. That's what it looked like. Anyway. Uh, I, I, it's I, a visual I like metaphor, it. symbolism. Blah, yeah, blah, I like blah. it because it. <laughs> totally showed us that this king is a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. King James. And he was. Um, and so it's a trap, guys. Um, then I guess there's like... Which is... This, this is where the Pygmalion it's thing... It's a complicated yeah. trap. Yeah. Right. It is very complicated. That it requires some serious, like serious magic. Yeah. How is this? <laughs> like, what, what's... I don't know. The The... The plot from here on is just kind of silly. I'm like, oh, no, that she's going to screw up at a ball? Like, what? Really? Uh. Oh, I just realized something, guys. So it's clear in this film, especially when we get to the the ball and the entertainment, that um, Ratcliffe is a full-on, like, David Blaine, or maybe a better <laughs> example. He's a he's full-on a magician. He's a wizard. Yeah, he's, he can make things disappear. This. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's why they were playing he... wizard's chess. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's the original Dumbledore. Um, so, but that's how he was able to be on that ledge that John Smith fell to because he just magicked himself there. Mm. Yep. I'm here now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That that checks out. Yep. So, <laughs> and because he's not a woman, he doesn't get punished for witchcraft or wizardry. Exactly. He's just, he gets to reap the benefits. If he were a female Ratcliffe, then he'd be, in, he'd be we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have a movie. I hope, there's, I, hope the there's, 
I hope there's an animator, a Disney animator that worked on this, listening to this, going like, finally, someone gets it. <laughs> <laughs> Why did this not make more money? I, I wish was totally I was obvious. <laughs> I just got hired here. I wish I was working on a real film instead of these direct to video things. Yeah, I'll I take be- what I can get with this small win <laughs> from these strangers and their podcasts, though. But I wish I was painting Mushu's butt. <laughs> I long for the days. Mm. I was but a young animator in the, <laughs> the best, deep in the bowels of Disney. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. So this is this is where the Pygmalion thing starts. And so John's worried that she's not going to fit in because all of their customs, etc., right? So she's got to learn to fit in with high society, high British society at that in the 1600s. And she cooperates very She does. coolly like how chill of her to do that. Yeah. So Mrs. Potts, I'm sorry, Mrs. Jenkins, um, mm. helps Pocahontas get dressed, right? So she gives her bloomers and a long shirt and whatever. And then she, then she comes out to see um, John Rolf. And it's mm-hmm. at this point where she's, her body's completely covered that now he gets uncomfortable. <laughs> This is when he hides his eyes. <laughs> I think it's context. I think it's the context of, I don't know. I, I guess. But when it was outrageous to have ankles showing and then she puts on all her clothes and then he, oh, you're wearing your underwear. Oh, oh, oh. Well, it's like wearing a bathing suit to the beach versus a bra and underwear. It's it's just okay. weird. I okay. think that's what I'm getting. Also, this this whole scene, I think in this scene is when Pocahontas and Mrs. Jenkins have their conversation that has nothing to do with a man. So that's where this movie passes, in case mm-hmm. you were wondering. This also reminded me of my dear grandmother, Betty Ann Geiger, which is my dad's mom, who is from New England. So she's mm-hmm. very she's very prim proper. There's definitely this moment in my childhood where I think I was in my pajamas or something and I was downstairs in our house and my grandma was at home and she she had that reaction like, oh, what are you doing? You should put some clothes on. Like, I'm in my own house, grandma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Maybe some other girls, ladies, women, others, she, her, hims, thems, theys, listening out there have a story where they relate, which is why I shared it. Yes, you should write in and tell us all about it. There you go. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Jean Stapleton as Mrs. Jenkins doing her best. Angela Lansbury sings, Wait Till He Sees You. Dan, is that the name of the song? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of a montage of her learning the ways of high society, right? Yeah, I guess it does operate that way. I didn't catch on to that, though. I thought it was just an afternoon. Women are objects. Yes. But, like, you know, like she, he's teaching her how to dance and... So well, one more time. Doing, I think it might be an afternoon, Dan, to be honest with you. I think the ball was like the same day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is this is where it all fell apart. Well, it all really oh. fell apart for me. When she got on the like, boat, sort of fell apart. Yeah. I just feel like the, the people making this movie didn't want to make this movie. And, mm-hmm. and I think that they were uncomfortable with it in terms of like, really? Like I was kind of talking about, and it just feels like a lot of this is getting into this weird, like they're kind of like, there's no direction or vision. And and the only goal is to like, make sure that everyone's happy. So we just end up getting from here on out to, for me, it's just sort of this weird flavorless mush. 
Mm-hmm. It is pretty bland. This is yeah, this is it's my fair lady where she's <laughs> yeah. like being turned into a proper woman. Yep. According All the way- to their standards. Exactly. What well, so she's doing it for the greater good, right? Cuz mm-hmm. she's trying to protect her people, so she's going along with it. She takes a necklace from John and she takes off her signature blue one and by the way, Flit is mad. He's not having yeah. it. He is not yeah. having it because she's breaking traditions. He gave her that she's necklace. Not being herself. That's right. Uh, but guys, I think they're falling in love. I've grown accustomed to her smile. <laughs> <laughs> grown accustomed to her face. <laughs> okay, so this is when we cut to a back alley where Igor comes and takes money. <laughs> and, and this is the most insanely complex plot. I've ever seen. <laughs> but here's what he says. Man. He says, make sure nothing goes right. Okay. <laughs> so you think that maybe they're going to like, he's going to have all kinds of people come and interrupt or like, yeah, or, no. like spill food all over the king or something. Yeah. <laughs> no guys. Someone's going to pull a knife on. We, yeah. You know, we, like- got a, we got a bear. <laughs> well, hey, spoilers. Oh, sorry. No, but it's like, it goes one hundred one hundred percent perfectly, but we'll get it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so we're back at the manor. Tonight is the night. John is excited. Pocahontas mm-hmm. has a reveal at the top of the stairs and races down the stairs. She looks beautiful. Okay. Right? Let just a quick, in, quick introduction. <laughs> Every maybe not, but a lot of girls my age probably had a moment in their life where they're like, I want to go to a ball. I want to be dolled up. I want to put on a dress. I want to get my hair done. I want to put makeup on. I want to have a big reveal on the top of a staircase. And that's why wedding culture is so big. So this was kind of fun. It was like, great. Oh, look at her. She's fierce. Look at her hair. Look at her makeup. Look at her dress. She looks amazing. I'm putting myself in her shoes right now. And how would I feel like, Ooh, I'd feel pretty cool. Yeah. How do you think, though, if if this was a wedding, how do you think her teeth should have been styled? <laughs> I think I would have gone for a, a, an, um, uh, like a natural kind of cascading, like a few tendrils kind of twisted back. <laughs> the bicuspids? Uh, yes. You know, and the um, molars. I really want those molars to kind of just be tucked away and mm-hmm. kind of tight, mm-hmm. like in a tight uh, chignon instead of, you know, loose. Audrey, I've been meaning to ask you, do you think teeth crimping will ever come back? (laughs) I think it's coming back, but not for the reason you think. You know, before Mm. teeth crimping was something you did and kind of showed off. And now it's being used more uh, to create lift and texture at the base of the the tooth. (laughs) So when you go in, when you go, you crimp, you crimp the tooth first and then you take your, um, your, the teeth of your comb and you use that to tease the base of the tooth and and it gives you maybe twice the volume and height in the tooth uh, you remember, do you remember regular teeth terms i never did it oh they smelled uh, terrible <laughs> ammonium phyglocalate dan when did you have teeth <laughs> yes well played <laughs> Well played. Uh, uh, okay. All right. Moving on. So John and Pocahontas are off. The animals have to stay behind, sadly. Uh, and, and then they cut to – so Mrs. Jenkins' big thing is she always makes tea. And so all the animals are now sitting drinking tea. And the hummingbird oh. is doing that little hummingbird dip down, back up, so dip down. So cute. Water that little hummingbird thing. toy thing. Yeah. yeah. So they're at the ball. 
and all the guests are being announced, you know, one by one, like, Sir, Lady Francois, whatever, mm-hmm. right? That guy. <coughs> <laughs> no, no, Jimmy, are you okay? <laughs> he's, he's being a water bird he's, of his own. I'm back. I, while you have, are you back? Uh, I was going to say, Udamadamakin and JR have such a great little relationship. They're so funny together. You know, yeah, that was like cute. Tall, silent, brooding, and uh, Jr. is just kind of short and flits around and kind of like high strung. Ugh, so funny. There's a lot of moments. Where Jr. is the hummingbird. Uh, Jr. is John Rolfe. <laughs> got, it, got it. There's a little New short man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, John so two point oh. So there, I'm not going to do the voice again because it does bad things. For me. <laughs> yeah, it kills you apparently. Apparently. <laughs> so, so John no. Pogan has come. And, and Lady uh, Frothington. Yes. <laughs> a third. And Lady Tremaine. Did, yeah, it doesn't change. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> so when Pocahontas and John are announced, there's a coll- collective gasp, right? The whole, I was like, because <gasps> she's the prettiest one. Hello. Yep. And then Uda comes in right behind them. Now he's not wearing anything but a loincloth, or no, he's got pants on. Yeah, so awesome. the speaker and can't shoot. pronounce. Yep, the speaker can't pronounce his name, much like myself, and he's not allowed in without proper attire. And so then there's some off-screen scuffle, and then he comes down the stairs wearing the presenter's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I love this this trio. What a bunch! Yep, and then the presenter with a ruffle and no shirt, you know, fixes his ruffle, you know, because he's digni- dignified. And then in the very next cut, he's got a shirt on. All right, Mr. Continuity Pants. <laughs> <laughs> so so she Pocahontas walks down and gets, you know, introduced to the king and the queen, and she freezes, right? Mm-hmm. And then the queen, in one of her lines, welcomes oh, her. Bless and her. So then Pocahontas comes to it and handles things per- like perfectly. Everything goes perfect. The things she says to the king, everything's going really well. Then they start to dance. Yeah, she just needed a reset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just this is a big deal. So they start dancing, and then they're about to kiss when they're torn apart by other people who want to dance. Now Ratcliffe steals Pocahontas and dances with her, and then Ooh, what a slime ball! Yeah, part of the big plot, right? He shames Easy her pants. for moving on from John Smith as soon as she did. What a crappy guy! Mm-hmm. Ugh, I'm out of bad words for him. Yeah. <laughs> so you. now it's dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going great. Pocahontas is seated at the right hand of the king. And then this is where the elaborate plot where nothing goes right starts. Okay. Yes. It's a show hosted by Ratcliffe and they sing things are never what they seem. Right. And in this, they use impossible actual magic. Impossible. Which has no precedent in this universe at all. At all. And it's again, so based on a true story, an actual person. Things are never what Things they seem is the name of the song. Right? Things are not what they appear. And the fight is right here. Yeah. Came close enough. Oh, I regret when first we also met a song by the Goth- Gothic Archies, which I almost did another Barry Manilow thing. But Things are <laughs> never what they seem. Space. So, so this is about Pokemon, right? Theme, 
Or is this about Ratcliffe? It's, I think it's both. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like the Savages song from the oh, first one. Yeah, it's like really the Savage who's exactly. really not being what they seem. Yeah. This is the this is the climax of their plan though. And it's to dazzle their guests with a song and dance. Like Yeah. And then the song ends with a chained up bear. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. this was the plan all along. Right. Now it's a party. Where he paid Wait. Igor to make sure nothing goes right and meticulously executed magic show ending with a bear <laughs> chained up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this was part of the plan for Ratcliffe. Pocahontas will never stand for a helpless animal being caged up. That's yes. the plan, right? Ironic because she's kind of that helpless animal being caged up right now. Oh, wow. Corseted up. <laughs> Mind blown sound thing. Boom. Right? Here. She's caged by the expectations of a patriarchal society. I am probably mispronouncing that word like I do every word. No, you got it. Great. So Pocahontas will society. never. Yeah, it's society, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Most people say society. Malapropisms. Oh, yeah. So Pocahontas will never stand for a helpless animal being caged up, right? That's the plan. And sure enough, that's the, that's what actually happens. So she intervenes like, you can't hurt this animal. The king orders her to sit down and stop tending to the bear. And he yeah. says, stop this savage behavior. And she said, you're the savage. And he says, seize her. And then mm-hmm. Uda single-handedly throws off like a dozen guards. I don't know where he came from. I guess he's magical too. I don't know. Uda's the best. He's great. And Brad Garrett. Like he's he's the guy, but he says no words in this movie. Uh, but you can so, still tell it's Brad Garrett. You like, can. Like if you're familiar with his voice. Like exactly. it's just like, yeah. He's that Brad good Garrett. at voice acting. Right. Totally. And so then the king sends him to the tower. Okay. So now John Rolfe protests this and is called for treason. Now- Ratcliffe is thrilled because this is exactly what he wanted. I don't know how long they rehearsed this magic show. <laughs> I don't know why they paid Igor. Like none they of it makes sense. They spent a few months in Vegas and on tour. <laughs> they stopped by New York and then, you know, landed in England for the finale performance. Yes. Uh, so now we cut to a pig whistle pub. Now, there's a patron, a drunk patron that's heard, uh, he says that the king is going to behead Pocahontas. Mm. And he says, I bet John Rolfe wishes he'd never laid eyes on Pocahontas. Just then, a mysterious hooded figure in the corner. Strider. He rides off. <laughs> leave, and he rides off into the, into the night. Whoever could that be? Guys, before we find out who it could be let me just tell you that inland marine no marine insurance started in a pub not too unlike the one we just saw in england do you guys want to know a little bit about the history of insurance (laughs) (laughs) yes so a bunch of guys were they had some boats and they're like we're gonna go sail these boats all around the world and go find rich things like gold um but that was really dangerous there were things like perils of the sea to look out for and sometimes boats didn't come back so people in pubs were like hey if you've got a boat i've got some money and in case the boat doesn't come back i'll pay for some of that lost cause and the people were like great 
And so then a bunch more people started coming together and putting up money for ships. And that's how the first syndicate was formed. And now syndicates today at a place called Lloyd's of London help ensure people all over the world for things like their legs, in Heidi Klum's case, or um, a contractor policy for a local roofing company. The end. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Lloyd's of London. If any, if any listeners want to take that and turn it into animation, I, I will <laughs> happily get you the the, the clean uh, audio without me stifling laughter under it. I think I forgot the important part of the story, which is if the ship came back, then the people who put the money up in the first place got some of the cost back. You know, they got money back for mm. their investment. If yeah. it didn't come back, then they were out, you know, money. And that's what it means to be an insurer. Wow. Yeah. We, you know, there's so much you can learn from this show. <laughs> <laughs> Women's rights, theater. Copyright issues. Genres, oh, God. Copyright. I, I feel like there's a lot of weight on me to, to be a good representation of a woman and women's rights. And I feel uh, some... I feel nervous about it sometimes. So I'm, do- I'm trying. You're doing a heck of a job. We think okay. you're great. Everybody else not, thinks you're great. Yeah, I'm just representing me, myself, and I. Yeah. And uh, I happen to be a 29-year-old woman living in San Diego. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we, we're back to the show. Uh, <laughs> cut to a solemn John Rolfe in a foggy courtyard because, you know, London is foggy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what to do. So just then, that same hooded figure from the pub jumps. Strider. <laughs> Sorry, he, I'm done. I don't. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, and he heads toward John Rolfe, and we cut to black. So we assume that he like abducted John. We're not sure. <laughs> so then we immediately cut to John Rolfe mowing, mowing, rowing. <laughs> He's rowing in a boat. Oh, uh, they can go in so many directions. Yeah. So he's rowing a boat with the hooded man, okay? And they're going to the tower, presumably the Tower of London. The Tower of Sauron. <laughs> that too. Strider. I was thinking Tower Records, but whatever. <laughs> I'm going full in on this Lord of the Rings Not do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so when they're greeted by the guards, he says that he has a prisoner, and then he intimates that he is to be beheaded, right? So they're real excited about that. Oh, they love ooh. cutting people's heads off. <laughs> we have cutting off heads, we do. Oi, <laughs> get them in a pie the next day over at Mrs. Lovett's meat they shop. Sing, they would sing a song about it for every boat that comes in. Hey, have you seen Longbeard Johnny in a war? He went to get a cut, and I haven't seen him since. <laughs> we sing that song for so many boats we never do our real job (laughs) (laughs) pretty women fascinating Um, that's by the way the last three songs of that musical are perfection they're so in the first act of that musical okay yep uh so they're granted access and the prisoner overpowers a, a guard and runs off so the hooded guy overpowers a guard he runs off John Rolfe then uses Flit to find Pocahontas. He says, find her, Flit. Hmm. And success. We found her. <laughs> so the hooded figure appears. Guys, it's John Smith. What? Yes. what? Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> I was expecting Valerie Harper. 
John squared up in this house. Uh, yeah. So this whole love triangle thing. All right. Um, ooh, with ah, some help. Ooh, a little sandwich. Yes, please. <laughs> Doing great for women's rights. Um, so with some help from John Smith, Uda and animal hijinks, they escape. And we cut to John's house. He explains that the reason he is in hiding, it, John, yeah, John Smith, the reason he's in hiding is that Ratcliffe convinced the king that he was a traitor, but he has thought about Pocahontas every day and had started 1,000 letters to her, mm, but wow. at least we're together again. As Translation, embrace- he was in hiding because the movie needed him to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But hey, I, tr- I started like 1,000 letters to you, but <laughs> we're together now, so it doesn't matter. And then they embrace, and then John Rolfe like stumbles in with a rake. Do <laughs> <And then laughs> you have a rake? Yeah, I don't. Oh. Sure. And then the Johns <laughs> argue about what Pocahontas should do, and then she runs off. Typical. Mm-hmm. I mean, two guys arguing over what, what a, a woman, woman should, should do. do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She so runs they- off. She's been wearing a corset for like twelve hours and heels for a very long time. She is incredibly uncomfortable. Yes. Physically. Let me just point that out. Okay. Is this when she's running into the forest? Yeah. She's, okay. she's had it. She's yeah. like, oh my God, I'm a, I'm going to go crazy. And she yeah, stuff's flying off. off. She's tearing off things. She just needs to be right. So it's, it's, you know what it is. It's time for her to listen to the spirit inside of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we get the David Lynch sequence. It's Hold a surprise. So <laughs> she comes to a brook and sees a tree that looks a lot like Grandmother Willow. Did you guys notice that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then she starts to wipe off her makeup and she sings, when I must move on break- from here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't have that. No. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so she in this scene, she literally lets her hair down and decides she's going to be herself. Right. So here's here's the issue I have in this moment. And bear with me. Um, the tree looks like Grandmother Willow, right? Mm-hmm. So the like meta the Grandmother Willow as a metaphor, shouldn't the tree start talking to her as Grandmother Willow or hundred percent? Does this mean Grandmother that, Willow should be a spirit that can just be right, anywhere? Right. Like Obi Wan. So, Right. So I, Grandmother Willow is just that tree. It's weird. I, uh, I don't have a problem with it either way. Like, I would get it if it was Grandmother Win- Widow, what Grandmother Willow. And I also get it that it's not because maybe each, it's like every single living, every single thing on the planet has its own. Its own. Yeah. Spirit. Okay. Okay. I can get behind that. Yeah. Grandmother Widow um, is her husband died. <laughs> <laughs> what does she sound like, Dan? <laughs> I'm going to make myself out the door. Oh, it's my favorite character. <laughs> the hey, Sultan. Um, a few episodes ago, you were very impressed with my Sultan impersonation. I still Just am. so happens so that it's funny. the basis for like mm, sprouts. 50% of my voices. <laughs> All right. So, guys, she's going to go back. She's going to see the king, but this time as herself. Because how can they understand her culture if they've never seen it? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So John S. protests and John R. is like, here's your blue necklace. Because you know what? This obviously means something to you. 
So I think John Rolfe really We all know. Her. John R. is the one for her. Mm-hmm. John Smith's been out of here the whole time. Like, where's yep. he been? So back at the palace, Pocahontas sneaks into the grounds where the court is now in session. She barges in, joined by John and Rolf and Uda. And then later, John Smith enters and assures the king that there's no gold in the new land, new world. Pocahontas speaks the truth. They decide to stop Ratcliffe. Ratcliffe is preparing the armada when John Mm. Smith arrives. Posing as the ghost of John Smith, he scares the crew to jump (laughs) off the ship. (laughs) And then Pokey swings onto the ship and then sword play with the rest of the crew. Then Mm. John Rolfe makes his way to the ship to help. Together with Uda, they take the rest of the crew and drop anchor, causing the following ship the following ship, yeah, they drop anchor, and then the ship behind it has to crash into them. And then Ratcliffe is revealed from behind the flag, okay? So the British mm. flag, Pocahontas takes the British flag down, and it's kind of hanging behind her. And then in a stroke of lightning, Ratcliffe's silhouette is, you know, kind of shows up, right? Yeah, because the rain had started trickling, and then mm, you know, it was a th- magic. nice element. I, I, think it, I think it was magic. I think, then, it was, I think the lightning was actually... Radcliffe stri- is a wizard. Radcliffe. I'm on board, yeah. yeah his, this, is, his, this is canon. His poof appearance moment, just like, here, I'm here. Oh, boy. But I realized there was precedence, though, because the same thing happened in the first book, Honest Movie, that I watched right after this one. So it mm. had happened before. This is a callback. Mm, it um, rhymes. Yeah. So here's where the comic relief comes in because Ratcliffe, co- he's revealed from behind the flag. He starts trying to cut uh, Pocahontas. And just as about, uh, just as Ratcliffe is about to do Pocahontas in, John Smith arrives with his sword and he says, Mind if I cut in? <laughs> oh, he's tacky. He's so he's. I'm over John Smith completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does not have any redeeming qualities in this movie. <laughs> then Ratcliffe then takes his dagger and just misses John's face, and then John says, "Trying to make a point." <laughs> so that's why I don't remember anything from this part. Is Get I was it? blocking it out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I, it took me a minute. Um, so they beat Ratcliffe and the armada has been stopped. And then, uh, <laughs> it was looking like too fast, too furious Lloyd's of London for a minute there. Mm. The ships racing around in the bay. I wrote down Radigans. <laughs> it's Ratcliffe. <laughs> May as well be. What do you know about that? Radagast? Uh, so, yes. So Ratcliffe <laughs> is, uh, climbs to the shore. So he swims to shore. He climbs the stairs to get out of the, the, bay or whatever and the king's there and he has ratcliffe arrested the first good thing that the king does that's right this is the happy ending guys okay so we cut to john smith being adored pocahontas sees him and turns to find john rolf who is looking off into the distance john rolf got a promotion and pocahontas uh accomplished what she would set out to do right so everybody wins that's cool Meanwhile, the animals are trying to get them to kiss. <laughs> legit try to shove them together. Just as they're about to confess their feelings for each other, John Smith interrupts with the news that he has been granted a ship and he, that he and Pocahontas are going to, going off to see the world. But that's not what she wants, guys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then John Rolfe kind of walks away and, and good, you know, kind of fades off into the shadows. 
and then Pocahontas turns John Smith down and they say goodbye. Cool, cool. Just cool. You know, just being single. That's yeah, fine. Exactly. Cool, cool, cool. And then, <laughs> may the great spirit always be with you, she says. And then the wind <laughs> blows her hair and it acts as like an arrow pointing towards John Wolf. <laughs> Literally like a little... Um, and then we cut to Pocahontas about to set sail back to America. Okay. Mrs. Jenkins comes to say goodbye. Hmm. Pocahontas is sad that Rolf isn't there to say goodbye. Now Pocahontas is on the ship and they have set sail. She's sad. And then a hmm. voice says, well, perhaps one day we'll return to London. It's <gasps> John Rolf. Yeah, I was I was hoping for another John, another dreamy John. Yep, it was just this, just the second one. So there's not a third, right? They embraced John Billy. <laughs> John's name. John. Hey, Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm John Billy. <laughs> uh, so they embrace, and then she says. What about the, your duty to the king? I have a duty to honor what's in my heart, Pocahontas. Mm. And then they both giggled that he said duty. <laughs> <laughs> so then, for, inexplicably, Uda is staying behind. And now he's dressed like an Englishman. And he's staying to live with Mrs. Jenkins and the bear. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. And I love bear, that ending. By the way, <laughs> it has a rope around its neck, like a leash. <laughs> I don't know how anybody's putting up with this. I completely forgot about that part. That what that, is he going to do? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I just love that it ends that way. Uh, we cut back to John and Pocahontas on the ship. Let's go home, he says. They Which kiss. I did not like. I was like, "What? Yeah. That's not your home, is it, John Ralph? It is now because wherever Pocahontas is is his home." Oh, okay. Mm. That's pretty romantic. They I guess. kiss and they sail off into the sunset. The end. <sighs> and then the end credits begin with a bridge between two worlds, Dan. Sung by Mr. Dreamboat himself, who I can't think of the name right now. Billy Zane no and Pocahontas. There's that baseline again. Uh, yeah, I know. It's great. Mm-hmm. Just like. He, and Billy Zane sounds disturbingly. Not disturbingly. Another word. Not a negative version of that. Like Lou Rawls. Uncannily. Uncannily. Yes. Like Lou Rawls to me. Certainly dead guys. But <laughs> the music was not my favorite. Music is kind of useless in this movie to me. It yeah. it it's in, it came and go, it comes and goes at the right time. But other than that, it's kind of meh. Yeah, it does its job, but that's kind of it. By the way, the movie was only you with uh-huh. uh, it's Marissa Tomei and Robert <laughs> Downey Jr. <laughs> and Billy Zane. That's where he went. Oh, um, okay. I'm going to be real honest with you guys. <clears throat> um, I have no idea what beer to drink with this movie. <laughs> I've got no idea. I did Just not a large drink. quantity of it. A large quantity of beer. Ale? 
you know, something yeah, it's that definitely would... going to be an ale. And, and I would say, I was going to say a pale ale because uh, that's a lot, the Brits drank a lot of ale. Like pale mm-hmm. ale was invented in Britain. And then India pale ale was, oh, an Indian pale ale. That's too easy. That's too easy. Can we Indian. just say Newcastle and, and pretend <laughs> that it was your idea? Yep. Newcastle. Newcastle. Great. Journey <laughs> to a new world. <laughs> uh, Audrey, what are we? What are we eating? Oh, we're going to eat some Triscuits and olives, which are Mm. perfect for a seafaring voyage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think, did they eat olives back then on boats? Sure. Why not? Um, That's what I was eating while I was watching. What we're going to be listening to, and I think we're doing this segment before the, what would the next movie be specifically so that everyone can have that between two worlds song fresh and you know what here <laughs> hey it's that guy from only you <laughs> you mean the guy who played the phantom yes and in, in zoolander he played billy Zane. right so the litigation part comes because we're going to invite stevie wonder over to perform his song i just called to say i love you because it sounds like this No New Year's Day to celebrate. No chocolate. Now let's go back to Bridge Between Two Worlds. And the hearts to give away. If we believe, there is no sea. There is no sea that's wide enough to keep us from our destiny. No New Year's Day If we believe <laughs> celebrate we believe No chocolate cups can be hearts to give away If we believe There is no sea There is no sea That's wide enough yeah. to keep us yeah. from our death and then Stevie Wonder's going to get on the phone with his lawyer and say, I'm going to sue the shit out of the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> well, the music is completely useless. <laughs> that was three hours of my life today. I was listening, I was cutting all these these clips, and every time I played the Between Two Worlds one, I was like, "That's a song. That's, that's what is." And then, song. yeah, out of nowhere, I got inspiration. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Oh, <laughs> so yeah. he, he really sued them. No, he should. I uh, that's that's like one of, that's one of my goals in life now is for Stevie Wonder <laughs> sue the Walt Disney Company because of a podcast that reviews straight to video Disney sequels. <laughs> then we will have made it. Oh yes. So we get Stacy on uh the Supreme Resort uh, and we get Stevie Wonder <laughs> to sue the Walt Disney Company. Oh, uh, he'd love to see that. <laughs> all right so uh are we are we done do we watch this movie yeah well yeah but for the for the the next oh. movie the pretend yeah. next movie uh 
I forget. I think it was Audrey said something about Fast and Furious. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want. I want – I mean, if we're going to keep making these movies, mm-hmm. I want to go in the direction of the Fast and Furious franchise where it just becomes aggressively more absurd. Like – they, you know, Pocahontas has a jet ski and it's like he's 1600s yes. and like Miko fights the bear and like wins <laughs> <laughs> King James is not like their friend now. Yeah. And <laughs> he hangs out. He comes to their wedding. Yeah. It's all about family. Kimmy, King, Kim, King, Kim, Jim. AJ, hey, hey, what's, what's up, AJ. buddy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. tooth perm for the wedding. <laughs> they have a special handshake. They all get tats together, and again, sixteen hundreds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then John Smith comes, <laughs> played by Mel Gibson this time. Right, right. And he he's the best man. And he's live action for some reason. Yes. Wow, <laughs> it really is directed by David Lynch. Yeah, <laughs> and it's directed by David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mel, uh, Mel Gibson is that actually Mel Gibson comes. <laughs> yes, he, Mel Gibson, who's a time traveler, yeah. is their friend, and like casts John Rolfe to play Jesus in like the third of his Jesus movies. And <laughs> he's the maid of honor. Yeah. <laughs> right. And David Lynch is also in it playing like the director of some agency or something. And the CEO. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. And it's the- Mother Willow. <laughs> Mother Willow's there. She traveled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, her, and, her and David Lynch get married. Okay. <laughs> I'm just picturing Mother Willow as the creepy tree from uh, the final season of Twin Peaks. <laughs> Non-existent. Weird. <laughs> uh, and, is in my ears now. <laughs> that crackling. Yeah. So Mother Willow is the altar, and the officiant <laughs> is the CEO of Lloyd's of London. <laughs> no, it's Flit, the hummingbird. Uh, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, thank you for uh, that. Was fun. That was. Yeah. I, I liked it. It, it was. It was. The Ooh. new characters made this movie really fun for me. I, yeah, it was, a, yeah, the new characters are great. They're fun. Uda and Mrs. Jenkins and John Raw. Uh, yep. Animation is crisp, clean, cool. Color- that is true. And, um, and the first where- move. Okay. Just, let's talk about the first Pocahontas was interesting to me because it wasn't like, I don't know. The relationship between John and Pocahontas seems different to me than other princess stories. Mm-hmm. Is that wrong? Yeah, no, I see that. It yeah. was like more mature. There were more mature themes going on. Well, they seem to be respectful of each, of each, each other's position and like wants. Not that like the others, not that the other movies are super like you princess, me prince, uh, but like yeah, it's. Were, they started on the same level. Right. And they worked together. There was a mutual respect from the beginning. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Colors of the Wind nachos were yep. great. That's what we served <laughs> at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Power rankings. We have mm. Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Uh huh. Magical Christmas. Still up there. Return of Jafar, Bell's Magical World. Where does Pocahontas 2 Journey to a New World land? Second spot for me. Number two? Yeah. I, I, yeah, yep. I agree. 
just, it's a quality, it's quality, even though it's not really that, like the story isn't that fantastic. It's just easier to watch than the other movies because you're not constantly assaulted with bad animation, really stupid, stupid plot stuff. Yeah. And there was no Um, commercial cuts either. If there were, they were much more. There were transitions. The music, anytime it went black, the sound continued. Right. Yeah. That would have made it hard to. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think I just, I didn't have a real connection to the story going in. But hearing you two talk about it, I'm kind of realizing that, like, oh, okay, this this actually was a movie. Um, It was watchable. it, It felt more like a movie. Than yeah, the last two we've seen. Absolutely, they felt yeah. I just materials. I didn't have like an an immediate buy in. I you know I I think yeah. I I might even watch it. No, I'm not going to watch it again. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I actually might. My sister and I watched uh, Pocahontas last night together, and she wanted to watch the second one. It was too late, but I I think I might just do it. Well, get that Stevie Wonder loaded up. Oh, yep. I never talked about what I thought Pocahontas three would be like. Oh, I thought we did it all together, but go ahead. It doesn't even matter. My idea was dumb. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, eh, no, it's point. not even. That's the bit, though. To What's the bit? For it to be dumb. Or oh. wait, that's how I do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I try to put a little. I mean, we didn't. Did, was there a disease involved? Because there's obviously some disease happening. Yes. I Ooh, see- I got it. I want to see Pocahontas as an old woman, and I want to see the next generation. That's all I'm going to say. Well, what if we address the disease and all of our friends from VeggieTales come (laughs) (laughs) on a boat and they address the the disease and how to cure it? I'm sitting next to a talking broccoli. (laughs) Is that David Lynch? Yes. All right. The I, zucchini says more fiber and brush your teeth. <laughs> it's sixteen sixty-two. <laughs> Pocahontas is the leader of her clan. She's yes, like, she's I'm the, the top of the to- I'm top of the pole now. Um, quite literally, <laughs> I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> I that I used that turn of phrase and then was like, oh right. Yeah. She's <laughs> she's the matriarch and she is keeping her people together and the next generation of children are now interacting with uh, the new <laughs> the CGI new... vegetables. <laughs> All right. I give up. And okay. John, John Rolf is definitely dressed as the natives. He doesn't have clothes. No, John Rolf doesn't even exist. He left or died long time ago. Pocahontas is the only survivor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so we have a lot of uh, other shows you can listen to. Want to p- talk about our travel partner, which is Concierge. You can use them to plan your trips to the well anywhere you want to go. Universal, Disney. Uh, the parks have been open for some time now and as you're hearing this they may have all since shut down but (laughs) (laughs) please use concierge for your travel any questions you have you're a great travel partner also listen to ears up ears up in depth uh the supreme resort so banter Hmm? banter something and bantha milk what happened to your i moved a cord can you hear me yeah. You you sound like a different person. Oh. 
Thank you. I feel like I've grown since this movie. Okay. You sound like you've grown, actually. <laughs> well, I, I, this, this cord is broken and I moved it. That's <laughs> No, don't change anything. I just feel like we should address that there's now a, like a different Jimmy here. <laughs> okay. Wow, what a twist. Hi. Hey. I'm Timmy. <laughs> All right, like we better wrap this up. This before. is James that we're talking to. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what happened, but uh, thanks for listening. Did you and... Jimmy James? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, until next time. Oh, what is next time? Hold on, hold on. It's uh, get ready for it. Pocahontas two. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, next is Lion King 2 oh. Simba's Pride also came out in 1998 Boo. so good luck Dan. I never liked Lion <laughs> Simba's annoying <laughs> I don't know what this happened? is awesome <laughs> okay so until <laughs> next time be kind, be kind. and rewind and rewind <laughs> What happened? I didn't do anything. Um, you'll hear it. Oh my god. You'll definitely hear it. Huh? I think it fixed. Yeah, you're back. Okay. What What happened, guys? I I passed out for a lot of like two minutes. We got. We pitched down for like. No, I think. So, Jimmy, you don't remember that? No. What happened? No. Oh, I think it's taken over by like a woodland. Oh my god! Do you think the bear that's currently with Mrs. Jenkins took over? And cut. That's a little Veggie Tales song. Yep.